Welcome back in, everyone, to another edition of the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. Two niggas on the couch. <laughs> to my right, as always, is Victor Greenwood. Always. Always. Uh, Victor, we've been off for a minute, but we're back. You know, shit happens, but we're coming back to y'all heavy and hard this summer. Hey, life happens, you know. And this summer, you know what's going to be so funny? We're going to be outside. Oh, <laughs> listen. I don't, I don't know if you saw this on the news, but, like, there's a new bird flu possibly coming up. I saw in that. China, I saw and that. And I tweeted and said, keep that shit to the fall because I don't give a fuck. Because this summer, I'm outside. Like, listen, I don't know right now. I'm turning out. I'm taking at least a minimum of two separate flights this summer. Oh, my gosh. I mean, minimum. definitely. I know for sure, like, I'm yeah, going we got, to. We got one possible. I have one guaranteed. Yeah. You have one guaranteed. Yes. So, we both got to throw the second one. I mean, mine is mine is basic. I'm going to Kansas City. Why you got to tell about your business? Because bro? I want people to meet me there. Maybe they're like, hey, I'm going to Kansas City, going to the Negro League Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go see the Padres play the Royals. Obviously. Speaking of the Padres, won't get into it too much, but oh, they yeah. just swept the Cincinnati Reds. They're 6-0 against them. It's the first time they've ever swept them in a series. Uh, season series in franchise nah, history, I'm so a, shout I'm a, out. I'm going to see the Padres in person real soon. I'm a, oh, I'm, dude, I'm they just put the Dodgers or something. Oh, it's I'm, crazy. I went to Peco Park. You weren't there. It's crazy. Dude. That is crazy that Taco I'm working. Taco Tuesday, were you there? I was, yeah, I was there Taco Tuesday. What's, what section were you in? I was against the Reds, fool. What I was there. Were you in? <laughs> I was in one... One, no, the, oh, oh no, I was in a premium seating. I'm sorry, I, I was in the box. So I, I, I fall, bro. You weren't in the box. Yes, I, I was in the box. What box were you in? The one you weren't in. That's you don't know. You don't even know the boxes right. out there. Exactly. No, you don't. I was okay. On, uh, what Cook, uh, uh, Sandy, uh, what street Cosmo. is Petco Park off of? Uh, Main Street. No, it's not. Ah, no, it's not. That's <laughs> a great guess. Great I'm guess. I'm kind of the answer. It's uh, <laughs> it's Park Avenue, but uh, great guess. But no, Victor and I, we haven't done a podcast in a minute, but we got a lot of stuff to catch up on. Yeah. Uh, the NBA playoffs are in full throttle. Full fucking throttle. We're about man. to hit the second round. Uh, but tonight, we, again, it's the America's obsession with the NFL draft. Which is so stupid. Like, the amount of people that was just there at the just there at the draft right now, for what? I mean, I mean, Victor and I, I mean, I can't say Victor and I. I just know I'm also hating a little bit because I wasn't there. <laughs> no, honestly, the thing is, like, it's a difference between me, like, not hating to be there, but like, I can understand being in certain situations and certain surroundings, but like, I don't, I don't understand what I would accomplish or gain for going to the draft from standing around for three hours to just like to any draft. I mean, it's... now if my team was picking first, that's different because right. I, I get the fuck out of there. But like, the Raiders weren't even picking in the first round, and there was fools there. <laughs> but for what? Yeah. Like, what you, uh, what you... Well, I think because like if you're a Vegas Raiders fan, let me let me just make sure. Yeah. Trayvon Walker from Georgia, uh, the defensive end, might play linebacker. We saw him listed as two different things. He gets drafted number one overall by the Jacksonville Jags, and then uh, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, he gets drafted by hometown Detroit Lions. But as you said, you're a Raider fan. So uh-huh. if you're a Raider fan in Las Vegas. This is the first NFL draft ever in Vegas. Do you go just to be a part of that spectacle so, in Vegas? Yes and no. So what I would say, I'll, 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 if I were to go to a draft thing, I probably wouldn't. I don't. Okay, how was at my current age right now? I wouldn't be standing under a fucking tent waiting for some food to walk by. But would you? Would you rather be? Would you more likely? Would you rather? Mm-hmm. I guess it's two different questions. Would, would you rather I would, I would or more to, likely to SoFi? Or Allegiant Stadium. I'll tell you what I'll do. What I would do if I was in, if I was in Vegas, Vegas Raider fan, I would go to a Raider bar and watch the draft. But I mean, okay, but like, it, but like the reason why I say that because if you watch, if you guys watch the draft or ever watch draft, typically what you see is is people are standing around and they're kind of like sitting down in like an arena, essentially. But it's like there's no bar nearby. There's nothing for me. Like I'm just sitting there chilling. It's fine. 
but like I can do the same. I, I have a, I could do the same thing I'm doing at the draft right now at a bar at my house. I guess my biggest thing is like, and this is not even me being sarcastic or anything. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest Raiders bar in Vegas? Because wouldn't you say so if you're I, on if you're on the strip, yeah. wouldn't every like casino or bar that you walk into be a Raiders bar? bar? Yeah. So I guess so. Answers to that question, like I can't give you a name exactly, but I know I follow a lot of Raider people, obviously. And before the games, they always uh, talk about it's one bar particularly. I guess like Charles Woodson's always at it because yep. he, he he sponsors it with, with his wine, and he's kind of like it's, it's like what like, reserve is his some, whiskey some, too, right? Yeah. Something like that. So basically, he he sponsors a certain bar. I think I want to say it's on the strip. Like that's. Probably the main one. Now, Vegas is a big city. I guarantee there's probably ones more inside the city. Obviously, probably, there's probably... Henderson. There's Packers. Yeah. There's, like, it's just, I think the Vegas has the same thing that LA had. Before we had a team... Other, uh, other, Transplants. Uh, other teams made it their own bar somewhere. So, for sure. And now, like you said, now, I was in Vegas recently. Every single bar definitely flies one color. But that mm. makes sense. That's their, that, that's their home city now. It's, and they're... They're, they're projected to be kind of good next year. Let's go, baby. But um, to be kind of good. Kind of good. It's kind of good playoffs. Hey, kind of good. You know, it's kind of it's kind of getting a little winner. You know what I mean? Like, I'm saying once I how is once uh next year on wax when you guys see me at the parade next year um I'll probably have a live podcast. I'll probably <sighs> be by myself, but you'll hear me celebrating. It'll be a good time. Hope y'all hope y'all see y'all there on the trip. But yeah, there's a there's definitely a Vegas bar because I think I feel like all the bars were Vegas bars, but then Vegas is a city of tourism. So it's like you don't really you don't have your regular your people who live there won't be driving to the strip to go to the bar. You know no, what I'm absolutely not. It's like it's like if we were to drive we're somewhere far. It's like us driving so far for a fucking Rams game. Like it's not even like about. it's us basically saying like we're gonna watch this outside of the stadium just to see who gets selected first overall. Exactly. And it's and, like why would we do that when it's so far now, out of the way? Hold on. And I also think like this NFL draft we saw so many different things. We only saw one quarterback get selected. That was Kenny Pickett. He went 20th Fucking overall wild. to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I thought that was really cool. He stays, like, local. And then Georgia. But, however, question, we got to bring it up, unfortunately. Obviously, rest, rest in peace. But would he would he have picked? Would he we still have been picked if something had happened recently? We don't have to bring that up. Dwayne Haskins, RIP. Mm-hmm. We do not have to bring that up. That man is, unfortunately, no longer here. He still has a family grieving. That's a football thing. We do not have to talk about that. So right now we're watching the Dallas and Utah game. It's down to the seven-minute mark. Uh, Dallas with a five-point lead, and the series is three-two Dallas. Yeah. So if Dallas wins this. So move we, on. we might start yelling out of nowhere. That's that's why. <laughs> I think the most interesting thing that we we heard, and we heard this towards the end of the draft, was that Georgia, the national championship champions of football, five players selected on defense, most in the first round of ever. any college ever. Was that no? Because the way they worded it was like, this is the most picks by a team ever. Because they said the they said the first round, then they said ever in a pause in the sense of like, no no one team has had this many players picked at one time. No, but on the defense side of the ball. Defense like, side of the ball. Defense right? side of the ball, Because yeah. I felt I was like, that's why we were saying, we're like, no, because we're, obviously people think recently, we think Alabama. We think Alabama. I mean, Alabama, I think LSU, uh, I'll throw um, – you know, SC even like because I think, we, I think SC comes up next 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 two three years. I think yeah. SC starts to bring that shit back because when you think of SC, it's like oh my god when they had Matt Liner and Lindell White and Reggie Bush, Dwayne Jarrett, Troy Polamalu, Clay Matthews, like all those guys. They didn't play. I'm not saying they all put together at the same time, but then like when they were all within that one section, like Mark Sanchez, like there were so many great play- Ray Malaluga. When you see those guys on that team, 
uh, Mike Williams uh, before he left early. Like you see all those guys who maybe could have, would have been drafted. Leonard Williams, like on, you know, okay, I'm an SC bias fan, so there's too many that I can name. But uh, that is pretty impressive by Georgia to have that happen. And, you know, as we look it up right now, there's 69 active players from Alabama. So bro, Alabama still has the earnings, most players in the NFL. Bro, their earnings right now are at $958 million. And all that does is just, like, help Nick Saban recruit like it's nobody's business. Who's number two, you think? I saw you said it was the school from down south. No, Ohio State number two by two. No, no, it's oh, it, so. If you're a fan of Michigan, you oh, say yeah, the yeah. school down south. Oh, if you're an Ohio State fan, you say the school up north. I that's guess, Michigan. I guess Curtis. Yeah, no, that's not just me. That's everybody. Don't. Damn, it's not even like close. Don't don't look at me like I'm an idiot. Like <laughs> so, this so just so you know, like this list is actually outdated now. This is from 2021, I believe. Okay, so yeah, George is got... at 52, and he's got fucking five in the first round just now. Yeah. So, and, and and when you talk about total earnings, like, you have a number one pick, so that's going to, like, jump up. So, the night started with a Georgia player being selected, and it ends with a Georgia player being selected mm-hmm. with one and 32. Yo, hey, honestly, as a coach, like, what do you, what do you say? How, what kind of, okay, now, you lost, oh, you lost your whole entire defense. You lost your whole, your whole starting squad right now. It's fine. But as a coach, this is what you come with, like, hey, you come to my school, you saw the draft last year, I lost five players. You know what I'm saying? Like you can say yeah, like, but they're they're definitely like turning players over. Like it's of course, nothing. of course, of course. The whole, the whole SEC does it. Like, and when you win a national championship, it's not like their players like I might want to play for you. It's like no, like Kirby Smart knows what he's doing. He's gonna recruit more people. I think the biggest takeaway I have from the draft is two things. Number one, as we said earlier, there's only one player that's been selected that was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's I don't think I can remember the last time that's actually happened. However, you and I sat here and again, I'm a USC homer bias. Drake London, first receiver off that the board. Fight on. He's from Moore Park. I don't consider that the Valley, that's, but that's Greater not, not the Valley, but Greater LA. Greater so. LA. So well, how like, about, I will I will accept that in the Valley more than I accept Calabasas. Oh no, I mean same. Me too. Absolutely. Because there's probably eight one eight still. I mean is Moore Park eight one eight? That's that's probably, probably That's true. But the biggest thing to me is how many wide receivers were taken on this in this draft in was the it first five? round. Six. It was six from eight to eighteen. Like, you had three receivers go back-to-back-to-back. To hey, back to back. Uh, good job for trading for uh, our boy Devontae because everybody said before we got in the trade, said Raiders are going for a receiver this year. Everybody said that. Go for a receiver because, unfortunately, our last number one receiver, he had a little, a little incident. He had a little drinking incident. and Which I hope that there's no I, I, I no drinking the incidents I, in Vegas tonight. I, I bless the family on, on the victim. I hope she hope they get closure they want. But we had to get a receiver. We traded our fucking first round pick for it, and thank God because by the time we got twenty two, the five receivers that we wanted, the one we wanted the most was, was Olive from Ohio State. Yeah, we uh, he's from San Diego, and he wanted. He said his dad was, was that. Does that play for? No, oh, his grandfather, right? I think. I don't. I'm not a Raider fan, so I didn't. Well, I, I didn't hear the story, so I don't know. No, I want to say either it was one of the one of the top receivers, someone either uncle or their father played. As a Raider or something like that, or some it was something close to Raiders. I'm like, oh, that's it. Call it official. He's on. But you know, I was wrong last time. When people said, oh, Devontae's buying a house in Las Vegas. Don't that mean like that don't mean shit? Guess I was wrong on that one. But by the time we got to 22, there was no receivers that we wanted. So thank God we traded for him. <laughs> so no, I think when you look at the receivers, it's gonna be very interesting when you're like, okay, and they went to teams with. Well, I mean, like, look at Drake London from SC. He goes to Atlanta. Kyle Pitts led all receivers for rookies last year. He's technically a tight end, but he can run like a wide receiver. Then you look at Calvin Ridley 
for the Atlanta Falcons. He was supposed to replace Julio Jones. As of now, he's suspended. Suspended because of betting. Don't know what's going to happen there, but... A lot of the guys, it seems like they kind of fit into the right like the right places. Damian Williams from Alabama, he gets hurt, tears his ACL. The Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions, who got their guy in Aiden Hutchinson at the number two overall pick, they get Damian Williams. They trip to get him from 32, and they're like, hey, we need this guy. And also, I sat here and I told you as we were watching the draft, Jared Goff. That, that means Jared Goff because they didn't they just re-sign a TJ Hawkerson. They're tight yeah, they in. So, they like, so boom, like, you're putting the offense around Jared Goff. Now, how good will that be in the NFC North where you still have, you know, Aaron Rodgers, let's be honest. Chicago, are they going to be better next year with Justin Fields? Uh, what's going to happen with the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins and their rotation of players? We don't know the answers to this, but what we do know is, yo, if you're the Detroit Lions, you have nowhere to go but up. <laughs> like, First of all, what we've been saying since Barry Sanders left. I mean, yeah, and that was what. Like, and the worst part is, like, we like, – Sometimes it makes you it makes you wonder like, but I think I know what I know it is like. Unfortunately, when it comes to all teams across all major sports across the world, there's two kind of owners. There's owners that look at it more as a business, and an owner that want to fucking win. And unfortunately, depending on what city you live in, you gonna have to pick one or two. Like right. obviously, what I think if you have a city where. The, I think the best part is if you have a city where like another friend, let's say we'll, we'll go with Boston, for example. So Boston, the if the if with the Penguins, see they have Penguins, right? The well, Penguins, no, uh, no. H- hockey, no, no, the, no, uh, Bruins, oh Bruins, whatever. <laughs> Penguins are Pittsburgh. Yes, yes, I know, I know the Pittsburgh. No, you don't. But like anything is like if you have a different sport playing in your city and they win, it builds pressure on the other ones. Like, hey, they winning, why not you? Uh, I think so. I think no, so. I don't think so. I think so. Hell yeah. I don't think so. 100%. They're two different things. You why can't do, compare why, the sports. Why do we hate the Clippers? No, I mean, no, no. That's different. That's completely different. It all comes down to ownership. It's so no, many different saying, things. But like that's what I'm saying. Like ownership. Is but I mean, I think it's all like if you're saying that why is one team in that city good but the other team isn't? Mm-hmm. It puts pressure on them to build. Ah, uh, that's kind of tough. I think it has to be ownership. How much money can you spend? Where are the rules of that league? If you're in baseball, you have no salary cap. If you're in which f- I think every sport should have that rule. But hey. no salary cap. Like Hell yeah, yeah. I, I can, can you see that. The fuckery that would happen in I mean, basketball. So here's here's what I'll say. The Pistons have been off and on great. Bad Boy Pistons, yeah. not great. 80s, Chauncey, 2000s. like cha- like Chauncey, and then uh, you know Richard Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Larry Brown. They win it. Uh, Lindsey Hunter, former Laker. They win a championship. Not so good this year. Off and on, the Lions have been like off yeah, our entire, just, with the exception of the Barry Sanders era that you're talking and about. Even have been even off. you could cut out maybe a slice with one season with. Calvin Johnson and right, Stafford. right, right. But and even Stafford. then, it was like, but the the one thing I, I think probably is like I hate seeing when you have like a Stafford and, and and Johnson together, and it's like, nigga, clearly these two's got it. Like obviously Stafford's a fucking gunslinger, and but they were, as well, he won a championship now. But at that moment, everybody said like, yo, this nigga Stafford can just throw the ball across the fucking field. Calvin is gonna catch it, right? But then, why would you build around what is, that? What is Detroit known for for sports? What do you mean, like, like what are they known for for sports? Hockey. It's Hockey Town, USA. They're known for the Red, the Red Wings. Wings. Like that's what they it were, is. Ever wasn't like they were like Gordy Howe, like dominating in the '60s. Like that's what I'm saying. So when you're like, well, one team has to get better, but then like 
you can look around and be like, well, would we rather have the Lions be better mm-hmm. or the Pistons be better? Or are we just cool with Hockey Town USA and the Red Wings being good? So I think it's an identity of everything that's going around. Like, look at Vancouver. They had the Canucks in hockey. They also had the Grizzlies who were good at one point. And again, like, so I, I just don't know if you can say, like, oh, well, one team's winning, so how can we I translate think, I, I that? I just think, I think it builds pressure on other ones. Like, I don't think so, because then you can also have the, like, not to cut you off, but then think about the city of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So Pittsburgh has three teams. Pirates. Penguins, Steelers, Steelers. Penguins. So you can all say, that like, okay, Pittsburgh's a small market city, and look at the way baseball goes about it. Baseball, no salary cap. So if you have a, per, like, just going to throw a name out there, Garrett Cole, pitcher, Went from Pittsburgh, goes to New York. More money. That's a loss for the Pittsburgh Pirates. However, look at the Steelers. I've always said the Steelers are one of the best They're franchise. They're one of the best run franchise of all time. Of all, of all time. Of They've all only time. had three coaches that I can note. Like Chuck Knoll, uh, my man uh, that I'm blanking on right now. Uh, Co- uh, Cordell? Oh, uh, no, no. Uh, Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher yeah. And then Mike Tomlin. But then think about... Think about how many great wide receivers they had. He only had, had. What, one losing season with, with other big. Oh, no, no losing other big. Mike right? Tomlin has never had a losing season. That's so fucking He's been 500 but never had a losing season. But think about, think about all the receivers they've had and how they're like, oh, we can replace you. Like, that, like any that's player, the thing. Because they're a small market. Is, it would replace. Thank it's you. It's wild that they're a small market, but, like, I'll leave the Pittsburgh. Like, like, people like Pittsburgh, it's just like, yo, you guys, whatever the fuck you guys are doing, you figure it out. You like, figure you know, it out. I think, it's, I think it is like, I think it's a mixture of having the owner, having me like, owner be like, hey, listen, I'm going to hire you. I'm going to say the fuck out of it. I'll save you the money. That's it. Well, I mean, think about like, so you have, in my mind, when I really think about it, you have Ben Roethlisberger, Jerome Bettis, Heinz Ward, Heath Miller. That's all I can think of. All the t- no, no, no. Offense. Oh, offense. offense. That's all I can think about at the top of my head. But then think about the fact that at, yeah, one, point, at one point, but think you had, Plexico Burris, he wanted more money. Hey, you can go. Mike Wallace comes in, balls out. Hey, you can go. Emmanuel Sanders comes in, balls out. Hey, you can go. Antonio Brown comes in. Hey, you can go. Yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster comes in. Hey, like, again, they, like, they got rid of him. That, that wide receiver position is like, you talked about this is the deepest wide receiver draft like in mm-hmm. of recent years. Pittsburgh's like, hey, we'll put you on a rookie contract. If you want to sign, we'll sign you for this much. Mm-hmm. How good are you? Like, do you want to stay? All that stuff. Like, that is what I'm talking about. So when you say, like, it puts pressure on one team to do better than the other or to keep up with, that's just not – if you're going to say, like, Los Angeles, who was really keeping up with the Lakers besides the Dodgers? They the, weren't keeping up with this. No, 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 no. no so, you, so you had – At one point, no one was. No, but, I mean, like, let's go recent years. Let's go recent 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So people spending money. So when the Lakers won in 2010 and 2011 mm-hmm. – the Dodgers weren't winning, but they were still spending they money. Were, they were Dodgers, still spending money. But they were, for some reason, they just kept, they couldn't get past that fucking hurdle for some reason. Right. The Kings the Kings were winning, King, but that but was draft. Draft. Boom. Just, got it. I didn't know what it was. I didn't, I think, I feel like, what, well, I'm trying to, I guess where I'm going to go is like, whenever you have, like, say you have one sport winning and another one comes out of nowhere, it starts to build a momentum for the city. That you're starting going like, yo, I want all y'all to start winning. Because like, you know what? Remember what Boston did when, when the Patriots fucking won, then the Celtics, Celtics won. won, yeah, and like then the Red Sox, then the Red won. Sox, right, pulled off the fucking miracle, of yeah, all miracle. It was like 2008. It was like wow. Like if you're and a Boston they, sports fan, ever, I saw. You know what it was? I saw this one magazine ad one time, and it, it ever till that day, I'm like, LA, we gotta top that. And it had a picture of somebody's hand wearing all the rings, all the team like. 
the most dominant sports team ever. The most dominant sports city of all time. Right. But and I was like, we could beat that. I, I agree with you on that point, but I think there's also so much that goes into it too. Because again, what if, and I know this is like so yeah, hard, yeah. 2020. Of course. But look at Seattle. Seattle had the Supersonics. Are the Kraken pretty good? The Kraken, I think they're going to miss the I playoffs in their inaugural season. But that, they lost to the Kings last night. Shout out, go Kings, go. They made the playoffs this year. Fuck the Kings, Dustin yeah. Brown retiring. Uh, I need an Anze Kopitar jersey. But no, when you look at Seattle, like think about the Supersonics were, Seattle was one of the most basketball craven Which cities is, in America. It's, it's still, I'll cut you off, but it still fascinates me. Like, but first off, the fact that like we, are, we, are, we know what's happening soon. We know what's coming soon. Two new teams, NBA wise. Yeah. Seattle and Vegas. No, okay, we know that, but then and my biggest thing is. But they still left. That's what I'm saying. Like, sucks, so, yeah. like, it, it took how long to get the Kraken? So, you still had the Mariners, you had the Seahawks, and you had the, you know, the Sonics. And respectively, they all had a big fan base of so sports fans. Didn't matter. So, I don't know if it puts pressure. Like, and again, we're looking at Dallas right now as we play, play Utah. Yeah. How good were the Cowboys and the the Mavericks? Were like, so, oh, they all right. Like no, again, so but if you're but if you're in a city like Dallas, do they really care if the Mavericks are all right if the Cowboys are playing well? Fuck. Exactly. Fuck. Exactly. Like, and though the worst part is like with Dallas, it's it's like Dallas on paper has a championship team, a lot. Not every year, but. We could definitely sit here and say, like, yo, we definitely... There's been years where if Dallas were to... Oh, don't hit that. <laughs> Fuck. I'm sorry, y'all. Luka just hit this fucking step back three. It was nasty. But um, anyways, Dallas, last season, obviously, we know what happened to them. But, like, at one point, we were kind of saying, like, yo, this team is good on paper. Because they had enough on offense, enough on defense. But, obviously, with NF- NFL, is just a very... It's a very hard sport to win. No, oh, no, absolutely, no, no absolutely. What. No matter what, because like, like the, you had the one, you had the fucking big ones in the Super Bowl. Like, you can't like football. That one out, one in shit is, it's real. That's all it takes. The right, like, the right injury. If it like, if you have injuries, like it's not going to be well for the rest of everyone else. Because if you think about it, we're talking about NBA playoffs right now. Chris Middleton for the Bucks could miss substantial time going into the Eastern Conference Finals. That's going to hurt them. If you talk about Zach Levine being hurt for the Bulls, I mean, I don't think they probably win against the Bucks, but do they put up a fight? There's so many different injuries that can, like, there's so many different injuries that can impact a series in basketball that's so different than football. Because football, again, is 53 guys. So that next man up stuff. 53 guys, but it's more like but, 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 14. But think about it. When Devin Booker got hurt for the Suns, a lot of people said, oh, wow. The Pelicans now have a chance to take this over. They lost earlier tonight to the Suns. Suns one and six. Chris Paul goes 14 of 14, Which, 33 points. It took a history setting game to beat them out. You know who's only scored more baskets than he has in terms of being perfect? Who? It's one guy he did it twice. Wilt. Wilt Chamberlain. 18 of 18, 16 of 16, both in the regular season. Chris Paul did that in a closeout game in New Orleans against his former team. Shout out. I'm not going to call him the point guy, but shout out Chris Paul. That's amazing. No, he's one of the best point guys of all time. Of all time. No question. But, but, but I'm saying, like, when you have a, a player get injured in basketball, like, that's a team. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, can Chris Paul step up? Can Mikel Bridges step up? Cam Johnson, DeAndre Aiden, whatever you have to say. But when it comes to football, if one player gets hurt, it's like, you have how many guys that can – how many guys can step up and still at least they get can. you something? I, just think, I think they can. I think they can more than basketball. I don't know. I guess question for you then. Do you think, okay, now, obviously with football, you have extra players like 
if your center goes out, your center goes out. Only that player could do it. I feel like with basketball, it's more of a every single it's more player. Of a blow. More of a blow. I don't think so. Because I think in a sense of what I say is like, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like with basketball, every player can almost essentially do the same thing in a sense of No, like, no. I wasn't done yet. No. Like, they, obviously your player ain't playing fucking center. But right. Everybody Unless you're re- Magic Johnson. Every, everybody can get a rebound. Everybody could technically shoot a fucking three-pointer. They're not all good at it. Everybody can get assists. But with football, not everybody can block the same way. No, I don't think it's that. It's kind of the size, strength, and shit like that. that. I think that's one thing. But I think a bigger thing, too, to that point is the most interesting I heard about. I heard Kenny the Jet Smith on Inside the NBA say this. It's not so much about how much someone can shoot. Okay, Devin Booker's taking X amount of shots per game. Now you need a Cam Johnson, Landry Shamit to take that many shots. It's not that. Now they're going to play more minutes. Yeah. Their body's not used to it. True. If you say Devin Booker's averaging 40 minutes a game and someone's only playing 20 minutes a game, you're now asking someone, can you give me double your production and still be effective? I think it's very interesting when you go back and – have you ever heard the story about Steve Kerr and what he did when he was, like, warming up? Oh, he used to play a full-ass game. No, the oh, sto- in practice, right? The story I heard when Steve Kerr oh, he, was... was it one... Was, sorry, go Steve. No, 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 no. The story I heard is uh, he would take like 10 shots and he would make all 10. And sit? And then he would sit down for like 10 minutes. Because he's like, that's my role. I'm not going to be on the court a limited amount of time. He needs so, to be hot, get cold, get hot. Boom, again. exactly. So now when you're talking about players that are hurt, like how do you put that in there? So I think the NBA playoffs are going to be very interesting when you talk about Joel Embiid's thumb. James Harden just being James Harden. Chris Middleton. Like, the East is definitely more intriguing. 100%. The Suns already won. If Memphis wins tomorrow, you're going to have one against four. Mm-hmm. Phoenix against Dallas, who's playing right now, currently up by three with a minute and a half left. Golden State number three against number two, Memphis. One, two, three, four. That's going to be interesting. If it's Golden State versus Memphis... I think matchup reasons, um, Golden State wants Memphis way more. I don't see, okay, so my matchup biggest reasons. I think the point not the point guards, but the guard situation is gonna be so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. When you look at do you put uh 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 Bane as a guard? Yeah. I put him as a guard. He, he plays he plays position as a guard, so because he's oh, he's undersized. He has the strength of a forward, but he's the size of a guard. So the way I look at it is like, okay, you got Steph Curry. Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole. Splash Brothers plus Pool Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, then you got Dylan Brooks, yeah. John Morant. If you want to put Bane in there, I guess you can. Or if you want to put Tyus Jones in there, I guess you can as well. But on the inside, you know who didn't have a very good first round if they advance? Jaron Jackson Jr. We're not talking about that enough. He still can probably like outmatch Kevon Looney. But Draymond Green, and I know this varies from series to series, X-Factor... Draymond's going to be the X factor if they play Memphis. If they play Minnesota, I think it's a better chance for uh, Golden State as Luka misses a three with 46 seconds left, and we got three-point game still. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Golden State just as a whole because as you and I were talking about, uh, can they make it to the next round? And if so, if they do make it to the next round, I think if they play Phoenix, they got a good chance of going back to the finals. And if they go back to the finals – Oh, my God. The slander on KD's Twitter line? Look, KD, if you're listening to this, I don't know why you would be. I'm not making fun of you. I think you were the number one player in the world. I think you're the best he's scorer. the number two player in the world. I think he's the best player in the world. 
Uh, you can come on this podcast anytime you want to. Bring Lana Rhodes if you want to. I just gonna say that if you oh here we go Victor hold on ten seconds left Utah down one too easy Mike Conley travel. Mike Conley gets called for a travel, travel. Oh, Mike wow. Conley picked up his foot ninety seven ninety six Dallas ball with five seconds left Wow did he get pushed Ooh Ooh that's close Spencer Dan was right now Can you challenge that You got you it got like you got to challenge it right If you if can you have a challenge You got to challenge that Ooh. You know what? Mike Conley will look good in a Laker jersey. Mike Conley's kind of old. I'm good. We don't need more old players. Mike Conley got drafted in, what, 07? We're good. That's the same year we got to high school. As we sit here and, oh. and, and talk basketball while he's oh, still playing in the playoffs. But still, not important. Timeout. 4.3 seconds left. One, the free Dallas throws. up, 97-96. Just make both free throws, right? Oh, you got a bonus? No, they had a foul to give. Ooh. Mike Conley comes back in. Uh, NBA, if you're listening, I'm so sorry if this is against the <laughs> telecast registration. Uh, but oh, look at Danny. Ainge. No, there's no sound on, so they can't tell me about it. Uh, it's it's my voice, so they can they can uh, they can hear me. Mm. They can hear me talking. Fine. Uh, so right now we got 4.3 seconds. Dallas is up 97-96. Jalen Brunson at the free throw line. Jalen Brunson's been balling in this series. Yeah, he's about to get paid. It from Dallas? No, we no, that's from so, Dallas. So, no, I don't know. Uh, from Dallas. He turned down the extension and he said, "No, I'll wait till the off season." And you got you have to credit someone for doing that shit because that's one of the biggest fucking risks of all time to bet on yourself and as a professional athlete, especially with Mark Cuban. Like you know, he got the bread. Ooh, Jalen Brunson misses the first. Ooh. Misses the first. Oh, and you bring in your bigs now. Now, do you miss the second one on purpose? You know what's crazy? Remember what happened in there? Remember what happened in game four? What happened in game four? Remember what happened in game four? Oh, Dwight Powell right. missed two in a row. Mm-hmm. And Dal- and Utah Free was Chick-fil-A? able to go Dallas was able to go Free, down the court. Free Chick-fil-A? Oh my god. <laughs> Is Chick-fil-A still open? It's fucking stupid as fuck. Oh my god, don't miss this one. <sighs> Brunson makes that. Timeout. Oh, timeout. Now, four point three left. Dallas up by two. Utah's ball. Timeout. Move the ball forward. Do you go for a two or a three? Best shot available. You go for a three? Best shot available. Season on the line? Best shot available. Go for a three? Donovan Mitchell, show, show us yeah. you're worth it? Uh, Borgon. Bogdanovich? You talking about Bogdanovich? Does he go for the three? Mm-hmm. We're going to see what happens. Like My biggest thing is if Dallas wins, that would be a great matchup between what Dallas was able to do in the first round. Mm-hmm. If you get Tim Hardaway Jr. back, I'm not saying they're good enough to beat Phoenix. I'm not saying that. However... If Tim Hardaway Jr. comes back and you have Tim Hardaway Jr., Luka Doncic, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Jalen Brunson against How Mikel was, Bridges, Cam Johnson, Chris Paul, right, and Aaron Booker. I think right now, if it's the Suns in, in Dallas, which looks like it's going to be, who's the best player in the series before we start playing games? I wanted to say Doncic. Luka. I wanted to say Doncic. I think Luka by far. But the I way think, Chris Paul plays tonight, you don't know. First off, first off, let's not let... Listen, Chris Paul has definitely been one of the great one of the greatest players of his era. No fucking questions asked. He has been, he's definitely first ballot Hall of Famer, all that. But let's not get it twisted. Don't let that one game fool you. Chris Paul has, how is his history has shown a lot of choking incidents in the playoffs up until last year. Well, my biggest thing is, well, I mean, could you, he was Ooh, up, he was up, he Jordan was up. Clarkson for three pointer. Oh, Jordan Clarkson's gonna come in. I think it's a hooper, bro. 
He only gets tattoos on his right hand. All right, what is it? He gets tattoos on his left hand because one one arm is just for hooping. No, that, that's for that's for that's Nick Young, you know. Nick Young, there we go. Malik Monk, that's what it is. I was like, because one hand all over buckets. Royce O'Neal inbound the ball, four point three. Oh, wide open shot. Oh, Bogdanovich pump fake misses. Whoa. That's their season. Dallas wow. moves on, ninety eight, ninety six. You couldn't ask for a better. That season. was a bet. That was a good draw. Oh my God, was that a good play? Luka Doncic's Mavericks survive. They'll place Phoenix. They'll play Phoenix. Yo, that was nasty. He got it. You couldn't ask for a better fucking shot. Wow. Damn. That I'm I'm stunned for. I'm sorry for being pausing right now, but that so, I'm stunned right now. Now, you're Donovan Mitchell. What do you say now? You're still oh, young. You still got your contract. You're, you're still a you're still a future star. You're still a future in the league. Do you go to Utah? Look at this bullshit. You tell Utah, like, hey, what the fuck is going on? <sighs> Damn. Yo, if they beat if they beat the Suns, and they play Memphis, or Golden State, they got a chance to make the finals. What if it's Dallas Memphis? Oh my gosh. That would be a uh, drama rant versus Luka Doncic. You know they're the same age, right? First of all, Luka would destroy. No, he w- they're the same age. I don't think he would destroy Luka. First of all, he said bye bye. Luka said bye bye. Yo, Luka talking bad shit. Luka real American now. Luka, look, look at Mark Cuban, Shark Tank talking about. And for First those all, reasons, I'm I, out. I love Shark Tank so much. Oh, it's I love Shark Tank. I, no Shark one, Tank, if you're listening. No, it's those ironic. Whenever I go to hotels, I watch one show. Shark Tank. Uh, this hey, is this is the most obscene thing I'll ever say. Yeah. Not obscene, but just random. Shark Tank is still the best show to pregame to. How? Best show to get drunk to while, before you go to the bar. Just watch some dumb shit? Comes on Friday night. Facts. Comes on at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Facts. You start and drinking with your friends. It's, start drinking with your friends. Do you buy or sell? That's like that question. And then you can either like talk to them and be like, hey, am I buying or selling? Or do you want to do a shot to see if they get picked up? So... Oh my God, Victor, that's hilarious. Like, Luka Doncic, 24 points, only 8 of 21 from the field, 9 boards, 8 assists, Two though. Two like Kobe, though. I mean, I don't know, dude. I'll have to see what happens if uh, if if Dallas plays Phoenix. I don't. I mean, they are going to play Phoenix. I don't know what's going to happen. That's a good matchup for Dallas, if I'm being honest with you. Dallas, I mean, Dallas might have size because he has a thing like Luca. Like, people forget, like, Luca is a guard, but he's big. He's big. Like, he, the thing is, like, we've seen Luca, like, in the worst part, Luca's, like I said, he's young. He hasn't even learned how to get to the box yet. Like, he still knows, like, I can, I can guard you on, on I, I can put you on, on the perimeter and, and push you off. First playoff series win. Oh, shit, that's right. This is first time winning the first winning a yeah. playoff series. Yeah, because Trey Young, remember in the Eastern Conference Finals, and we said who was the better player. But I, I think it's I think they I think they both went to the best position for themselves. I don't think Trey would have been good in the West. You yeah, uh, but no, you never know because now, like again, you know, uh, <laughs> you know what's messed up. What everyone was, you know, who was trending on Twitter after Chris Paul went fourteen to fourteen Boy. from the line. Boy, Boy. Darren Williams. <laughs> Because remember, he got compared to Darren Williams, like, who's going to be better? Yeah. Uh, and Chris Paul is out here doing stuff. So, shout out, again, point 
guard. I'm not going to call you the name just because that's blasphemous oh my in my opinion. I'm not going to call him that. I, I, I met him. He's one of the super nicest guys. Willie Green, his former teammate, he gave like a big hug to. Shout out Willie Green for being like one of the best coaches to step in that spot. CJ McCon for the Pelicans to come out and say, I've never missed the playoffs. We're not going to miss the playoffs this year. Got the Pelicans to make the playoffs. Uh, the big question we haven't talked about, and I can't, can't believe it took us this long to get to it. Zion Williamson. Coming back to New Orleans or not? Knicks. And when I say no, nah, I'm, I'm not saying no, nah, like yeah, aggressive. I'm saying no, nah, because that's no. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah. What up, Wode? Like, <laughs> hey, Wode. Hey, Wode. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> hey first of Honestly, all, just listen. Fat Boy Pantry. That lobster poor boy that was, was so fire. It was by far the best meal. It was most expensive we had by far. For It was like $40 for a poor boy. Shit was so fucking it was so good, though. It was so expensive. Oh my god, it was so good. But it was by far the best meal, but that shit was fucking chocolate. Oh my gosh. Well, no. Um my biggest thing is it was a great sports weekend this weekend. Uh Victor, is there anything else that you want to get into uh before we, we close this podcast? Let's talk about NILs. You wanna talk about NILs? There's so much that's going on with this so, now. So obviously NILs is like NFTs, it's like crypto. Oh my god. It's it's an uncharted territory, it's brand new, but it's making some people fucking rich. Is that a good analogy? Would you say? Now we get. Uh, I want so we. I want to break down this one story I heard about this one kid in college. The kid out of Miami. Not that kid yet. Oh, okay, different but kid. The other one. Kid. So NILs, obviously, we all know it's about name, image, and likeness. Yep. Essentially, a kid can not a kid a young adult can make money. An athlete. athlete. An athlete yeah. can make money across any sport, no matter what sport it is. He can go to somebody and they can sponsor him for whatever the fuck they offer to. Now, I bring you to Sean Clifford from Penn, I believe. He is starting his own agency for NILing. Yep. As he's in college. And I think that is fucking genius. Because he said himself, he's like, I understand. He's like, I went through it the first season and I didn't like certain approaches. So I decided to make my own to help my other college mates. Obviously, he about to get mad paid, <laughs> mad paid. Because like if you're if you're the, if you're if you're the house, and you're being in your house, you get paid rent still, no matter what. So I think honestly, personally, I prefer an athlete doing it more than some fucking hedge fund owner going, "Hey, we'll do it for you." Like no, like I rather the athlete. His his whole pitch is owned by athletes, built by athletes for the athletes. Hopefully, obviously in 10 years, hopefully there's no scandal coming out about him. Like, oh, we can take money from me, all the bullshit. Which is going to happen regardless. But like, no, listen, the people people forget like, like rappers like, oh, I don't get paid. Nigga, they gave you an advance for a reason. It wasn't a fucking, here's some money. Here's an advance on your future earnings. Tati's in that same kind of deal. Like, it happens. Yeah, true, true. You know, it happens. So I get that. But I do like what he's doing. I like how he's trying to make more money for other people. And then you have the kid from Miami who's changing the game again, who said, I ain't making enough money, I'm going to leave. Right, as an NIL player. Which is weird, Miami. because it's like, what do you mean you're, you're going to leave? Like, So, essentially, we're almost getting into like the specter, spectrum and field of where a college is going to trade you for fucking money at this point. It's like, hey, I'll trade him for this, but for this money. Because it's like, I get you want to leave, but like, First off, how do you not make money in Miami? Right. Like, maybe, how about maybe you look at your own fucking skill set 
are you worth the kind of money you want? Wasn't it DeAndre King, the quarterback for Miami, who made? I mean, again, quarterback versus basketball player. Yeah. But his the, his biggest nil nil deal was from waste management because they had a whole bunch of like waste management uh, uh, workers and trucks in Miami. I think that's so interesting how they do that. No, it's first of all, you know, as weird, I would I would question waste management for them because I know typically waste management they deal with government contracts. So like obviously like it's a private entity, but they have government contracts because they're they're supplying a public service. So I guess it comes down to like, is that legal in a sense? But I guess NIL is so is still so brand new that they probably haven't touched on that yet. Because essentially, like, are you saying like a government a miss a miscible government is supplying you money? Like I can see it being a, a bad gray area in the future. But hey, make make your money player. I mean, it's a great area now. Like, tell me in the future, it's a great area because, like, we were talking before we got on the show, and you're like, oh, no, like, schools don't, you know, set up NIL deals. But then when you go back to it. they do. But Ohio State came out and said there is going to be an administrator to help bridge the gap between students and agents. Like, that basically means the school is getting paid off of everything. When you look at the one player, who I can't remember his name at the moment, who left his high school early one in, Texas, in right? Texas, quarterback, went to Ohio State for one year, and then is now transferring back to Texas because he said the NIL is better. This is going to change the way we do sports mm-hmm. in general. Did you know, speaking of University of Miami, this is my favorite fact of all of March, April, May. Mm. This is one of my favorite facts. Did you know the University of Miami basketball team who made the Elite Eight had a higher starting average of basketball players, age-wise, than the Memphis Grizzlies. The starting five for the University of Miami mm-hmm. had an average age that was higher well, like than an NBA team. Or like that? No, 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 no. First of all, when you look at one of their best players had been to four schools or five schools in six years. Because it's transfer. It's like, now that you got rid of like, oh, I'm a transfer from... USC to Michigan, I don't have to sit out that one year. I can just transfer. Boom. I can transfer it up until my eligibility runs out. Oh, I got an injury. I can keep playing until I'm 21, 22, 23, even possibly 24. I know that's a depending, stretch. Depending on the program you're in. All that stuff. And and heaven forbid, and I should say heaven forbid, but because get your get your education for all means. What if you're a like master's graduate student? And you're like, I'm at this one school to get my master's degree. Then you have even more eligibility. Those side by side, like, oh, I'm getting a bachelor and a master's at the same time program. Then what happens then? Which, first of all, the fact that you started a a college basketball team was, on average, older than a professional NBA team. In the playoffs. You know, the thing is, people don't understand. People are saying like this, just so you guys understand, when it comes to to sports, there's literally levels to the fucking skill level. And the fact that you're talking about, there's people who are younger than you playing professionally it ain't because you ain't good it's because they're that they're that much fucking better than you exactly and that's disgusting and the thing is like you know how everyone's all like oh memphis they're so young they play like a college team that's because they're they, in college they are a fucking college team and that's why okay do you do you see what's the next cba coming up for for basketball for nba is it's it, coming up soon right two years away yeah when uh because again they have biggest issues to figure out bigger issues yeah. bigger fish or fry Ben Simmons, Kyrie, like no, all that my stuff. For you, like, do you, do John they, Wall. Do, do they drop the um the one and done rule? One and done is already going going away. It's going away for sure. It's already going away. They're, they're gonna put it back down. Like okay, out of high school. That's if you it. want to, if you're 17, 18, you can come to the league. Mm-hmm. I do think how quickly do we develop? 
because I don't think it's a matter of talent. I don't think it's a matter of skill. Mm-hmm. I think it's a matter of reputation. Maturity. Reputation. And what I mean is by this, you know my dad. My dad is a huge University of Kentucky fan. Yes. If you have a player that goes to University of Kentucky, that goes to North Carolina, that goes to Kansas, that goes to Duke, that goes to UCLA, yeah. that goes to any of the powerhouse schools for one year, mm-hmm. you still know who that person is for one year. Because you saw them in 32, 35, 40 games take, for yeah. that one year. Depending and on how far they go. Once they, once they sign, they're all over sports center. Boom. I hear about them. Yeah. So the, the, I know Zion's probably the best example, but I'll give you my example, yeah. is John Wall. Okay. John Wall grew up in, like, small-townville, North Carolina. Mm. He goes to Kentucky. He comes out. He starts doing the, the John, John Wall. Wall. The Dougie, John the Wall. Dougie the John Wall. He yeah. does that during Midnight Madness, not even during that actual game. Sports Center broadcasting and goes, yo, who is this young man right here? Boom, already people know who he is. He has Boogie Cousins, Eric Bledsoe. That team loses to West Virginia in the lead eight. And they're like, oh, I know who John Wall is. So when he gets drafted by the Washington Wizards, plays his first game against the Wizards, and he starts doing the John Wall, John Wall. He starts doing all that stuff as he's making his way into the entrance. People know who he is. If he was John Wall, 18-year-old, out of, you know, Newberry High School, Main Street High School, Raleigh, North Carolina, who really knows who he is? That doesn't bring fan attention. My dad, who watches Kentucky basketball, will say, oh, I know who John Wall is. I know who Eric Bledsoe is. I know who DeMarcus Cousins is. I know who any one and done, Crown Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, pick and choose whoever you want for the University of Kentucky one and done players. You still have people who will be like, I know who that is because he played one game. Zion, or one year. Zion Williamson played one year at Duke. He was the most followed person on Instagram and into the play. Oh, I know who that is. I can follow him when he gets to the NBA. He has sat out because of, you know, different circumstances and all that stuff. But again, that brings a different following, which brings more viewers, which brings more eyes to the NBA. So that's a win-win for both college and for the NBA, sort of, like sort of NBA. Mm-hmm. However, once we get to the next step, the NBA is going to be like, hey, we really don't need you. We just signed a different contract. Our contract now includes the G League. And then also Ignite. So once you have G League and Ignite together Mm -hmm. on ESPN or on TNT, Mm -hmm. when that happens, or NBA TV, whatever that broadcasting channel is, and someone's like, oh, that's Jalen Green? That's who the number two pick overall is that could have gone to any college in America to play basketball? Why would I watch this random game between Iowa and Indiana when I can watch him going against professionals are you know, like funny was, and he's part of a farm system right now. I was like, so we've been talking about this way before this, like obviously when it comes to all these so baseball has the minor leagues and baseball, yes, three levels, three levels of it in baseball. They, I won't say they perfected it cause they definitely haven't perfected it yet. Cause everything's always needs help. But what baseball has done is what, basketball needs to start doing or because only because as a business standpoint you have two options you obviously want your kids going to college first build their build their name up come to us with a following we profit off you what they don't want is what Lamelo did what um what rj hampton did they don't want them going overseas overseas or going to puma for a year for an internship and then going to the draft that was uh 
What's the day we get for him? No, no, that was uh, he didn't go for to Puma. Magic. He what went to it? no he, for the Thunder. Uh, Darius Basley, yeah. and he went to Under Armour. Yeah, Under Armour yeah. Well, like you don't want, but base story, story, you don't want like how you had Brandon Jennings back in the day. He went to Europe for a year. You had um, Emmanuel Imudide went like. Well, he was different. But, Emmanuel Mudiay was going to go to SMU. He got in trouble. He had to leave. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like, you don't want these. You don't want your your star players possibly going to Europe or other countries, and making a name for you, making all this money, where you can make that money. Because I've seen a few G League games. Like I I watch them every so often now, or D League, or whatever the fuck it's called now. But I do think what they're what they're doing is it's a it's the right path. And I do see in the next, like, 10... I would say by the next 10 years, the G League is going to be, like, some real fucking, like, oh, the best of the best high school players go there first and then go to the pros. Right. I can see that, too. I can can definitely see that. I I see that's... I think that's the route. I think the NBA has already had a conversation already. Like, all right, guys, like, what what are we going to do? Like, hey, we got to put more money into the G League. We could build... Because, obviously, we own it, so why not? So we can make... Even we make even a fraction of the money, we're making more money. These kids can build their stock, and then they get picked up by our teams. Boom, ready to go. Right. Because obviously, like, the G League for us, for, for LA, for example, it's all the way in El Segundo. It's a little far for us. No, it's not. It's fucking hurt. I'm not El Segundo is not far for me. That's 15, 20 minutes. I'm El Segundo to watch the fucking G League game right now. G League, G League, whatever. Yeah, I don't watch the part, but like, but it's like, but it's the same thing as minor league baseball. Who's actually going to minor league baseball game? And the people that are going to minor league are baseball who games, professional teams. No, who live in who live in those cities? Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's not for us. Yeah, like, it's not really. for big city people like us. I am not, I, I know how old that sounds. Big city people. Like, yeah, I know. I understand that, but I, I remember I think one time I was in Reno. There was going to baseball. Like, who the fuck plays out there? Right, minor league of like us, but you still support them because it's still like I think Memphis has like a minor league baseball team, and it's like you just go support them because if you're Memphis, uh, I think there there has to be like has either not in a triple A, but has to be like a single, double, something to support them. So um, I don't know about that, but Kansas, I cannot wait for our Kansas City trip. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it out there. Negro League, like Negro League Museum. I'm like you're talking to me, like Negro, oh. <laughs> Negro League Museum. Padres Royals. Padres just I'm, swept through the Reds. If I do show up, you know what? I'm wearing. I'm bringing five shirts. I'm bringing a polo. I'm bringing a hoodie. I'm bringing regular t-shirts. All Raiders. Wow, that's sad. Uh, anyway, no, the Padres just swept the Reds again. The Reds' worst team. But Manny Machado looks good. Eric Hosmer has the highest bat average in baseball. Please keep that up, Eric. Uh, Will Myers just got hurt. I know no one else cares about this. He's on the 10-day DL. But again, uh, our starting pitching is looking okay. Blake Snell, I hope you come back soon. Mackenzie Gore got 10 strikeouts yesterday. That's awesome. That shit was crazy. Uh, Padres, like, let's do it. We got this. And Victor and I will definitely be at a live Dodgers-Padre game coming up soon. Uh, because we got to get back to San Diego. We got to get back to San Diego. Beer Fest. Cocktail Fest, Wine Fest, just not Country Fest. Maybe Country Fest. We'll see. Uh, I just don't know how many people are uh, there at Country Fest who are there at January 6th. Uh, that's just me. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> uh, but no, Victor, before we get out of here, where can people find us on uh, – where can people find the show? Um, you can find the show at the Eros Podcast. That's T-H-E-E-R-O-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's on Twitter, Instagram, all that. And just for Chris anything else, um, just so you all know – we definitely. I was. All right, two things. I forgot to ask you. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, and then you can. Well, first of all, wait, wait, wait. why can't I hear you? I can't hear you. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, and then before we uh, go, you can find me at Chilling with Kurt. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
and TikTok, chilling with Kurt. Make sure you follow the show, like the show, download, get all that stuff, and uh, we will be back next week. Yeah. Hey, Victor.